Have you seen me dice bag? The Grognard Files. Hello, my name is Dirk the Dice, host of the Grognard Files podcast, where we talk bobbins about tabletop RPGs from back in the day and today. This is a little something extra dropping in your grog box. On my birthday at the end of March 2019, I had the best present that anyone could ever wish for. I got to play a game of Stormbringer, which I'd not had a chance to revisit since episode 5 when it was the featured game. I was very kindly asked to record a session by Red Moon Roleplaying, an actual play podcast that specialises in the macabre. They have an impressive back catalogue. These guys are immersive in their commitment to producing professional productions. I tried my best Martin Jarvis voice to take them through The Fang and the Fountain, a scenario written by Richard Watts that appears in The Perils of the Young Kingdoms. Matthias plays Malik de Goff, an Elmorian who's following a vision to the Pale Sea. Craig is Derek Gil Dossel, a local Tarkis sailor. And why did I want to play Stormbringer? Because the next Grog Pod features an interview with the troll godfather himself, Ken Santandre. Enjoy! Hello dear listeners, and welcome to a special episode of Red Moon Roleplaying, where today we are joined by none other than Dirk the Dice from the Grognard Files podcast. Is a podcast where they talk bobbins about tabletop role-playing games from back in the day and from today. Uh, a really fantastic show, you really should check it out, especially if you're interested in those old, lovely games from the, the 80s. Welcome, Dirk. Hello there. Thanks for having me on the show. I'm looking forward to this. Yeah, we have as well, because today we will be playing Stormbringer. Exactly. Yep, uh, Stormbringer is set in the Young Kingdoms, the world of Michael Moorcock. And um, it was uh, first released back in 1981 uh, by Chaosium. And it's a glorious box set if you ever get a chance to get hold of a copy. And um, yep, we're going to play that game based, uh, written by uh, Ken Santandre and uh, Steve Perrin. And it really does capture the world of uh, the Young Kingdoms. So, are we ready to play? We are indeed. Okay, so this uh, adventure takes place um, on the Pale Sea in uh, Tarkesh, upon the coast. And uh, your two characters have met at Vaughnskold, a small village uh, that's been recently blighted by attacks from a sea creature. A huge sea creature that has been terrorising the uh, fishing industry. And um, a few days ago, children were attacked on the uh, shore. It was driven away by some of the uh, people in the village, um, but it's still causing concern. Uh, Vaughan's Gold is built at the head of Fjord, and it's hemmed in its valley by steep hills. And there are pine and birch trees covering the ridges. And there's a single sh- uh, shingle beach. And as we start, you're loading up your catamaran. Uh, ready to go out to the sea because you've been told that there is something they refer to locally as the Fang a tower that's on an island in the centre of the sea 
and it matches a prophecy that Melak has um, experienced and he wants to find out more about it find out more because he's heard the children scream and that's the same as in his dream and right now he's at the coast at a shrine of Strasha the water elemental and he's praying there with some of the priests and they're wishing him well as he sets out onto the sea and Darek Gil Darsal and his brother um, has offered his catamaran to take take him out into the sea. Do you want to introduce your characters to each other? Beginning with Melek de Goff, the the young man that you see before you is red-haired, tall, and with a heavy frame. Ilmorian by the looks of him. Early 20s. He uh, carries a bow and a spear, and, and there's a fire in his eyes, as if he's seeking something. Something he must find at all costs. You see that he's wearing a cloak with a striking design depicting swirls of waves. I was a hunter, you see, in the great forest near Ilmar. Mostly wolves. Good furs. And the duke paid us for each we killed. More deer remaining for him to hunt that way. It was a great life, really. Hunting by day, drinking with my friends by the fire at night, and enjoying being young. No responsibilities to speak of, really. And no purpose in life. But that was about to change, and that's why I'm here. I dreamt a dream so intense that it changed everything. I saw a panorama of endless waves rolling in from a far horizon under a grey sky. Something was incredibly wrong. I could feel it and hear it. The sound of the screaming children and the bloody foam forming around a black rock. The priests, they told me that it could only be a sign from Strasha, the sea king and the elemental of water. He wanted something of me. There's something I must do, something I must find. I I know not what, but I know that I must. I will find the source of this vision. I will set things right. If nothing else, and for my own sanity. And who do I see here in front of me? I am Darek Gil Dosal, a Tarkesh sailor in my late twenties. I am a man of the sea as was my father before me, and his father before him. It is a simple life, but it is a good life. I never wanted more than to feel the fine breeze of the sea on my face, and do well by King Strasha himself, who I respect greatly. After all, you'd be a fool of a sailor not to. I have lived in these lands with my brother my whole life, and for most of it, it's been a good life. Yes, sometimes there are troubles at sea. Sometimes the way of the axe is needed. But most of the time, it is not so. Still, lately things have been troubling. This creature, rumour has it, a creature perhaps created by hell itself, has been plaguing our lands. My brother, 
has lost a son to it. I too have lost a son of late, and this has left me wondering if perhaps my legacy will not continue. And that is troubling, for I greatly wish to continue my line in service to the people of Darkesh and the Waves. I am a man of dark complexion with a wiry, oiled beard and black hair. And I wear lacquered wooden armor and carry on my back a great sea axe, as well as a few other small things. I do not appear to be a warrior by any means, but I certainly am a man of the sea, and you would tell from my lean, muscled frame. I am waiting by my catamaran, watching the sea. I know little of this stranger who I will help, but I do know he is guided by King Strasher, and that is always a good thing, so I will do my best to aid him as I can. So your brother, uh, Mac, is uh, loading the catamaran with some supplies for your journey um, across the sea. You're expecting to take several days up the coastline. And as you're leaving, uh, one of the priests turns to uh, Malek and offers him a black conch shell and starts to encant over it. Into the fang, entrance to the dark overworld, crept Simnissa Malad. She was not afraid. The dragon prince slumbered in his den, trusting in sorcery for his sanctuary. He was a vain one. Sim proved him wrong. And you will too, Melak. And he passes you this conch shell and explains that within this conch shell there is bound uh, an elemental, a water elemental, a gift from Strasha. And should you need to call upon Strasha, blow into the conch and you will be assisted. I humbly accept this conch shell. Thank you, priest. Thank you. I will follow the visions wherever they take me and I will I will defeat this this thing. I will I will stop what is happening here. And I thank you for this this item. I, I think it will be of great use. And I I, I bow and uh, yes, move towards the, the catamaran towards towards my guide and his brother. Derek, uh, give me a um, an intelligence times five roll. So I think that would be fifty percent for you. Twenty-four. So when you hear this incantation, you're aware that it's it, when they refer to a dragon prince, it's not referring to a dragon. It's re- referring to Melbournians, uh, Melbournian sorcerer or warrior uh, that may have occupied this this place, this tower that you're, you're approaching. You weren't aware of that before. Um, but you're aware of this island, and it's a, it, it's a, a rugged island of jet-black basalt and a, a steep-sided crag uh, out into the um, sea. But it, it, you know that it's a treacherous journey to, to get there, not least because of this, uh, this monster that is in the sea. I look to the sea and frown heavily. The isle is a place of ill omen. But it is where we must go. It is where we must go. And there is no point fighting if it is my fate. I will turn to regard this 
man who approaches and give him a respectful nod. Hail, traveler. I believe today I am to be your guide. That is correct. My name is Malek Degoff. Visions have brought me here. We must stop what is happening here. We must I must stop this beast. I raise an eyebrow as I remark. You think these visions will lead you to a way of stopping this fell beast, do you? I believe they come from Strasha himself. I believe he has selected me uh, as, a, as a vessel for his for his, his will. I, I have a purpose here. See me with a sort of crazy look on my face, almost like I'm really believing in this divine mission that I'm on. Yes, uh, very important. Um, have you sailed close to these this this island before? I am indeed familiar with the Dread Isle, although most of us avoid it. It is a place of ill omen, friend. A place men should not go if they do not have business there. However, if you say King Strasher himself guides you, then he guides you, and I will do my best to get you to your destination. Me and my brother will protect you as best we can. Have you ever been to the seas before, friend? The Pale Sea can be a cruel mistress. I am a man of the forest. Um, I cannot say that I have, but experience with lakes. This will be the first time on the big seas. It is curious why Strasha would have selected me, but, but there must be some reason. Some reason why I have been selected for this, and some reason why you have been selected as the guide. Together, together we will stop this. Guide and traveler indeed, and I smirk a little and remark, Very well, we shall soon see if Strasser tests you. Do as we say for now, and hopefully the journey will be swift and without peril. Come, brother, let us make ready the boat. Okay, so you uh, embark onto the uh, catamaran, and the catamaran has a—it's it's usually used as a, a whaling craft, and it's got a harpoon on the back with uh, three heavy arrows uh, that you can fire from the the, the harpoon uh, at the back. So you set sail, and uh, the pale sea is uh, black and still as you uh, set out and uh, out of the fjord. The way you travel, you're not going to leave the coast too far behind. Um, you can see to the west the snow-capped mountains and uh, north of Fang you can see the pine forest and the tundra. There's a cool breeze, uh, there's a chill and it's an unpredictable body of water but today it is very still as you set out uh, in, into, this, in, into place. So you tr you travel for several hours. It's uh, getting to the uh, twilight, and just give me a a, a sea roll, uh, one of you. So that's uh, under your perception. All right, I shall roll for sea. I get a seven on fifty-five, and I get a fifty-four. So it's uh, Malak who sees at first something that disturbs him. It's you noticed um, for the last, uh, you know, for the last couple of hours, you've there's a gathering, circling of um, seagulls, look like seagulls, but on closer inspection, you notice that they are 
deformed in curious ways. Some have no limbs, others have four sets of wings, others have two heads. Um, they're, they're, quite, they're quite disturbing and they're clumsily circling above you because of the deformities. They seem to be struggling in flight as they follow the catamaran. It's though they're predicting a feed. Derek, look up there in the sky. There's something wrong with those those birds, yes? They're, they're not as they are supposed to be. They're, they're malformed. I look up and frown. They are indeed strange. Is this something I have encountered on the Pale Sea before? Of late, of late, uh, Derek, you have come across such deformities. Not necessarily the birds, but you've drawn whales out of the sea that have had apparently some kind of... They've been experimented on almost because they've been cut and limbs added. Uh, the other day um, you came across um, a fish that... A large uh, tuna-like fish that seemed to have the arms of an ape. I spit and remark indeed of late the seas have held many such abominations I know not whether it is a sign of ill omens or perhaps some sorcery I know not we must be on our guard friend watch those birds carefully I shall and I bring out my bow just in case I mean they're just small birds but there's something very wrong with them and having my weapon ready makes me feel better and I go to my brother and I simply remark may King Strasha guide us and protect us on the waves brother this is an ill omen what do you think he starts sobbing he's got one steel eye uh, that he, he, he looks up and says you know we're reaching the end of days brother I can see only ahead Grief and suffering. Ahoy! Ahoy! And he points up ahead. And he can see in the distance the horizon is broken by a humpback structure. It seems to be drifting. It's a dark shape floating. It's, uh, it, it's about a mile, uh, mile away. I frown and quickly move to the forefront of the boat. I wish to get a closer look at whatever this object is. Okay, do you want to uh, roll a C again, using your perception skill? I believe that is... 10? 0, 0, 0 is 10, isn't it? That's 100. <laughs> it is. Oh! That's a, that's, so that's, oh no, that's, it's the opposite. It's the worst possible roll. <laughs> That's a, that's, a, that's a fumble. So Derek becomes alarmed by it because uh, you think that it may be some kind of creature up ahead. I frown a little and remark, quick, ready your weapons. This could be some something approaching. Hurry! And I, I, I rush to get my sling ready and sort of get myself at a stance. I try and start directing the boat away from colliding with this thing which I think might be coming towards us. Someone should man the harpoon, yes? It, it looks big. 
I have no experience uh, with a harpoon, so I'm sort of looking at the, the brothers and and hoping that they will uh, they will take that job. Yeah, Mac Mac uh, stands and he says, "I will take this hunter. I know what I'm doing." And uh, he starts to wind and make the uh, the harpoon tense, which means that uh, Derek, you'll need to uh, control the catamaran and uh, start to uh, navigate it. So if you want to roll your navigate roll to uh, get it into a good position. 19. That's good. So um, you catch a wave and send it uh, on one of its uh, <laughs> one of its sides and uh, manage to manoeuvre it round so that it's facing it at good, a good angle. Malik, do you want to give me a, a a perception roll, a C roll. Uh, I shall indeed. And I roll a forty-three on fifty-five. So as you uh, as you square up to it now that the uh, catamaran has adjusted, you notice that actually this is the hull of a boat. It's a boat that's floating. It's it's upended and uh, upside down, and it's just drifting. I I hold my hand up to to the brother to Mac. Um, hold it, it. It is not. It is no creature. It, it is it is a a boat it's uh, the hull of a boat it seems to have run into some some ill fate something has happened here um and um i move up to the to the side of the boat to, to try to see what has happened to it if if we can make make out if it has been collided with something or has been ripped to shreds or or what has happened it's, uh, it looks like a, a fishing boat, a uh, fishing boat uh, that you recognise uh, from Vaughnskold, um, known as the uh, Gliding Air. And it seems to have had um, the side bitten away from it. So it's, it's just torn by some kind of huge bite into the side of it. I think the harpoon may have been a, a sensible idea, though. Look at that bite mark there. What kind of creature could do something like this? Are, have you seen anything like this in the, in the waters here? Anything that could do something like that? I asked the brothers. I sigh a little as I look closer. A little annoyed at myself for mistaking a boat for a sea creature. I must clearly have been distracted by the omens. And I remark... This looks like the work of what we call the shield. That is, what we are calling the beast that plagues our lands these days, although I have not seen it myself. What do you think, brother? It looks like the creature that has brought tragedy upon, upon us all. Hmm. It looks like uh, uh, these, the, these people have, uh, have fallen foul of uh, the creature too. And I sigh and take to a knee and offer a little mutterance of respect to whoever fell here and now no doubt serves King Strauser himself under the waves. And I remark to Malak, this is the creature that you say you saw in your visions or you believe could be destroyed. As you can see, it causes nothing but suffering and woe to our people. Then it must be stopped. But, but we must find the source of this, and the source of it, I believe, is around that that island, that black rock. Let us let us make our way there. 
I nod and immediately go back to getting the vessel ready to move. I do not wish to linger here any further. I don't think there's anything worth taking. And to be honest, it's disrespectful to take from fellow sailors in these circumstances. And so, I try and set us again on the course to the Fang. So you set course and um, Malak, um, before too long, it's, get, it's getting dark now. And you can see something that looks familiar. You can see the horizon, um, a still horizon, the Black Sea. And in the centre of it, you can see a mass of black rock, almost like a tusk coming out, a twisted tusk coming out of the sea. About 200 feet high, a spire piercing the sky. I look at this sight and and I I suppose I, I pray, I recite I recite a poem Waters of the sea Thou gave us birth and were our milk and mother both In days when skies were overcast You who were fire shall be the last Sea rulers, fathers of our blood Thine aid is sought, thine aid is sought. Your salt is blood, our blood you salt. You blood the brood of man. Strasha, eternal kind, eternal sea, thine aid is sought by me. For enemies of thine and mine seek to defeat our destiny and drain away our sea. And then I look towards the island and I look to the brothers. We are here now. Indeed, and our time has been good. But wait a moment. Refresh yourself, as I quickly go to collect a little bit of the rations I would have packed on board our vessel. Salted meats, and of course some water to refresh. I will collect the food, help myself a little, and say, Come, friend, partake of something to part your first before we venture further. I thank you. I, we will need our strength. I... I expect that whatever we will face here will not be will not be an easy match. We we may not return from this. You are aware of that, right? I sort of look to my brother for a moment and seem a little melancholy. I look to the sea itself and say that is what fate dictates. Although I confess, friend, it would cause me grief, not for my own life, but hmm. For those we leave behind. As you're speaking, you can feel a great swell of the sea. And the catamaran seems to lift. Both of you give me a balance check. So that's under your perception. Ninety-two. Eighty-eight on forty. Okay. So is it, um, as there's a swell... You both are knocked to your feet. It seems to uh, almost lift the catamaran out of the water. Um, and uh, both of you lose your, your footing. Now, you need to do your dexterity times three um, to grip on to stop you falling into the water. Well, I can tell you with a 67, I definitely do not pass that test as I completely am taken surprised by the sudden movement of the boat. 
and I roll a 33 on 48. So I am able to 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 get up somehow, I suppose. Yeah. So so at, at the moment, uh, Malak is hanging on um, to the edge of the catamaran. He's got hold of a, a rope. Fortunately, Mac has managed to stay to his feet, and he's trying to uh, bring the craft under the control. Meanwhile, Darak, you are in the water, and you can see a huge creature. Imagine, if you can, um, a shark crossed with a seal. Uh, a great white shark crossed with a seal. It's grey uh, with a snout, but with its uh, mouth lined with triangular teeth. And it moves at speed towards you. I am filled with a rush of adrenaline and fear at the sight of... Is this the shield? Maybe it certainly looks like a creature from hell itself. I realise if I do not get out of the water and back onto the boat now, I could be joining my son sooner than I thought, and I will do everything I can to quickly scramble back onto the boat. So give me a swim roll. Oh, I got a 71 on 70. The sea is in um, pulsing waves as this thing is starting to circle the uh, craft and uh, it's going to start heading towards you. You've got one more attempt uh, before it's going to take a, a bite at you. Indeed, and it's at this point I simply cry out, Brother! Friend! The shield! The harpoon! One of you, quickly! And um, thinking that um, perhaps I can distract the creature, I uh, I try to make it towards this harpoon, seeing that uh, Mac is, is busy steering the craft. Um, I did see what he was doing, so um, I will try to to shoot uh, the thing and buy my friend some time. Okay, so you've got um, you've got some experience with the bow, so I'm going to say that you've got uh, minus uh, 25% in your normal skill, because this is a bit of an unusual contraption. Excellent. Well, and then I shall roll. I will have a 50 to roll uh, under. I move the harpoon and I... I, I Put this creature in in my sights, and uh, and I press the firing mechanism, and I roll, and I roll a four. A four, wow! So that makes that a critical hit. So with um, critical hits, it means that you roll the damage and double it. And uh, for this harpoon, it's two d ten plus two. Two d ten plus two. Um, then. F- First, we roll the damage, and look at that. That's two d. T- <laughs> that's two tens, and uh, plus two. So that's twenty-two times two. That's forty-four. Wow. Damage. Okay. So where, where have you hit this uh, creature? I must have hit it straight in the eye. Uh, if it has eyes that are visible, it must have been a very sensitive spot like that. Uh, I can scarcely believe that I would have been able to to, to, to hit. This is the first time I've used a weapon of this of this kind. Uh, I, just, I thank Strasha for, for his guidance. Obviously, he's with me. Well done. And uh, meanwhile, in the uh, sea, Darak, you're going to scramble there. It has burst, uh, apparently, a, an ink sack that this uh, creature has in its glands and the sea's filling up with a inky blackness uh, all around you as you start to scramble so give me another swim roll to uh, get to the get to the catamaran indeed i look relieved for a moment at a successful hit on this creature but please king strasher 
Please, this one time, let me be free from your waves. Twenty. So uh, you need to uh, clamber on. Um, so that would be a dexterity times five to get back on board. So you've managed to swim up to the catamaran. Forty-six. My dex is nine times five. I just failed. Yes, you've just failed. Yes, so, I have by one. Yeah. So you're still in the water. You're in control, but the uh, you can't get on board the uh, catamaran. <laughs> yes, I cling to the side of the vessel as my brother is obviously trying to manoeuvre it. I am exhausted already, but at least I'm out of the water. The shield, <laughs> yeah, the shield gives a, a great big cry. <laughs> Rams into the uh, into the craft, and um, it, it it misses. It's disorientated by the, uh, the the arrow that's sticking in its eye. And it's it, this great burst of ink is um, it is spraying out in a in a splay across uh, across the catamaran. So, so, so you know you're now drenched in this ink. I I start to reach for another one of these arrows. I try to get this this ink out of my my face. I, I must I must hit it again. I must take this thing down. Uh, and I begin trying to load the harpoon, but it must be difficult under these circumstances. So it's gonna it's gonna take a a, a couple of rounds uh, to do that. So the 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 shield is going to go down deep into the into the sea, and uh, uh, it's going to take a uh, another. Swim round to approach and uh, ram the uh, craft. So you'll have it loaded by the time it's uh, coming to uh, ram the catamaran. Meanwhile, Mac has got control of the uh, catamaran. Um, Darak, are you going to try and uh, get yourself stable on board? So give me another dexterity times five. Which direction is it coming from now? Has it kind of moved around to the other side of the boat away from me, would you say? Yes, it has, yes. Mm. All right, then, well... I think I may as well get on the boat. <laughs> I put all my effort and strength into trying to board my vessel. <laughs> and on a 93... Oh, you're struggling. It's the, it's the ink. Um, you're unable to uh, grasp and you, you, you slip away from the catamaran again. So you, you need to uh, uh, keep swimming. Meanwhile, the, the shield is uh, uh, approaching... And uh, you've loaded up uh, Malak, so you can have another attempt. And I, I wait until I have it right in my sights, until it is close enough to, to hopefully get another powerful hit. And uh, I aim, and again, I fire the harpoon. And I roll a 97. <laughs> okay, because of the slippy ink on the uh, deck, and because uh, you're probably obscured by it, it it fires out into the air, uh, missing the shield completely. By the seven darks, I yell, and uh, I begin reaching again for, for the final arrow that, that is available. <laughs> How are we going to survive this? Strasha, I, I say, and I, I, I struggle loading it. Okay, meanwhile, Derek, you need to give a, a swim roll. On the contrary, as I fall back into the waves... I simply reflect to myself that this is a complete waste of time and I'm to meet my death. I will do it with some... some steel! I'm going to try and get my dagger out and swim. Where is the beast? 
If it's coming towards me, I am going to face it. Nice. I like this. Good. Okay, so it's going to uh, try and uh, ram the craft, um, which it does do. So we'll sort that out at the moment. So it, it hits the side um, of uh, the catamaran and it inflicts some damage on, onto the boat. But let's see whether uh, uh, um, Darak manages to attack the creature. Yes, I sort of swim towards it as best I can and yell loudly, trying not to, you know, get water in my mouth. Fell beast, you have wronged my people. You would come and claim my soul, then do it, but you will not find me an easy meal. And what do I roll? Uh, Roll a dagger, you've got an attack of 70, haven't you? Yes. 21. 21, so it's a hit. So it's uh, 1d4 plus 2 damage. 6 damage. Okay, so done uh, maximum damage. And um, it, I was going to say that you've uh, got the location where uh, Malak has hit. So uh, the, the dagger goes in there and it seems to inflict pain on the creature. Um, but still, it's still, it's still going and it's going to go deep under the... Uh, under the boat again having inflicted damage so half of the boat is now capsized um, so both um, Mac uh, is, he manages to cling on so can you do your balance please uh, Darak uh, uh, Malak so I roll for my balance I get to 22 on 40 yeah so you're you're staying aboard on this craft so both you and Mac are on board even though it's going to be difficult to uh, control now because half of it is um, stoved in. I look to the, the, the harpoon and I, I, I think this is never going to work. This is never going to be enough. This, this beast, if it is more than, than simple steel can, can take. And I, I look to this conch, uh, the one that I received from the priest. I had I'd hoped to use this against, against something else. Surely this is not... not it, it, there must be something else awaiting. But I, I blow it, because otherwise we will not make it to the island. Okay, so the... Um the the waters around uh, the boat seem to swirl into a, a vortex, turning around, sending sending uh, you, Derek, um, backwards, uh, lifting you out of, out out of the uh, sea, and somehow you you land onto the uh, catamaran, and as it forms up into a geyser of uh, water, you can see standing before you. Um, in like a human-like frame, a column of water seeming to await instruction. And I, I look to this, this, this being and I, I say to it, Almighty One, we are facing certain death at the, at the jaw of this creature that we're facing. Please destroy it if you can or chase it away. Okay, and uh, could you give me a, I'm going to say uh, an orate roll, so that's under your communications um, skill. Orate, I have 40 in orate. And I roll 83 on 40. The elemental seems to shake its head and uh, foam is thrown uh, around as it, as it does. But what it does do is lift the boat and... At great speed, the catamaran is thrown 
and delivered towards the island. To the craggy island. I simply look stunned as I am back on the boat, a boat speeding forwards by the might of some form of elemental being, and I simply lie back exhausted as the boat is propelled forwards. And I, I, I look to it and I say, th- thank you, thank you. The sea seems to just become calm again. So, you are at the fang. Waves crashing against this uh, jagged base. It's this black, irregular mass of black rock. And now that you're close to it, you can hear soft, tuneless music, faintly to the kin of the sound of a harp. And it seems to be responding to the wind as it blows. And there's no harbour around this, or a wharf, or a pier um, on the rock. It, it does. There's nowhere to um, moor the boat. Um, you could probably steer it um, with your skills, Darak, uh, a little closer. But obviously the uh, craft is uh, is broken somewhat. Yes, I take a moment just to look around. How bad is the damage and how much supplies and provisions have we lost? Um, it, when you look, um, you're disturbed to see that the um, sack containing your rations has slipped out into the sea, and um, the craft the craft is quite badly damaged. You could probably do some makeshift repairs on it, but it's going to take longer to get back to uh, the village. I ride myself, and I do my best to guide the boat along, remarking to my brother, We have lived, brother, but... By the sliver of a chance. Thank you, Malik. You've saved me and my brother both. Thank you for, for uh, delivering us here. We are where we need to be. Uh, that being, it, it is not... It's not of this of this world. There's something behind this. Uh, same as with those, those birds. Whatever it is that's causing it, I'm, I'm sure that we will find it here on this island. I just nod and begin trying to guide the boat a little closer safely, thanking King Strasha that, while he gave me a test, I somehow came out unscathed. Well, you, if you roll uh, and navigate, you can get... Um, you know, the, the elementals brought you you're near to it, but you're going to have to get close enough for you, for you to get on onto the island. It's going to take a navigate roll. I'm going to say minus 20 because the craft is so damaged. Well, I get 23. Ah, that's, that's a success. Um, so, Darak managed to, to um, steer it uh, close. So, it's going to take a jump um, to leap onto the uh, island, but you're now close enough to do that. And when you, when you see it, you can see that it's a, a slippery expanse of weeds and pools and loose rocks. As we're about to make this jump, I worry that the rope may have also been washed away, but there would have been some rope on the boat. Is there anything to maybe make this a little safer? Yes. Uh, fortunately, um, fortunately, Mac always has a, a spare uh, rope attached to his, uh, his belt. You, know, you don't become a whaler by uh, not having enough rope. <laughs> Soft silk rope, very strong and suitable for uh, carrying on a belt. Mac, let us try and tie ourselves to one of the rocks so this jump is a little less treacherous. 
So you, are you going to uh, lasso? Yes. Okay. Let's uh, do that as a as a tie knot. Five. It's uh, beautifully done. Derek uh, uh, creates a lasso from this uh, from this silk rope, and he manages to find an outcrop, uh, a pointed um, obsidian uh, outcrop, and he, he's pulled it tight so that the uh, that the the catamaran is uh, fastened. Mm. And I remark, see, I am not completely new at this. Despite my earlier performance. So because of, because of that, I'll give you plus twenty percent onto your jump um, jump roll to get across because you've got a bit more of a stable platform now. Mm. I hold up a hand, remarking that I'll go first to make sure it's safe. And yes, I will jump with twenty percent added on, which is good because I got fifty-five. So you land uh, land at the other side. Onto the onto the island, into a rock pool. Before we go any further, I take a quick look about me. What can I see? Are there any dangers afoot? Um, there's apparently there's nothing uh, nothing there. You just see this uh, great big spire uh, looming above you. Um, so you're on this uh, uh, rocky outcrop that it's uh, that forms the base of this uh, spire, but. There's nothing except the uh, mutated seagull circling it. It is a fell place. Still. Malak, come, your turn. Brother, perhaps you should remain with the boat. What say you? He, he, he nods uh, in agreement. Um, he's, he's rather concerned that you down to the last harpoon. Uh, he'll keep an eye out for the shield. And uh, I make ready to uh, to jump to the to the island. Uh, following um, Derek's uh, example and I shall roll um, I also have then plus 20 because of the rope so that would mean I have 60 and I roll 14 on 60 so you do it with grace and elegance and uh, land at the other side and I, uh, I bring out my bow and uh, have it at the ready I know not what awaits us here Derek but as you say this is a fell place and I do not like the looks of those those birds. They are here. This is must be the source of them, and this is likely the source of that shield as well. Well, though my task was simply to guide you here, as I said, me and my brother owe you our lives. I will come with you, friend, to whatever fate awaits. That is good. That is good to hear. Say, do you do you hear that that music? It. Sounds like a harp. I know not what would make such beautiful sounds on an island as fell as this. I feel it cannot be good. Perhaps you are right. Well, it is as good of a sign as any that we have. Let us see if we can locate this. If it is not the source of, of this fell sorcery, perhaps it is someone who can be of aid to us. I nod and motion for him to lead the way. After all, he is the one guided by the visions. And I shall do so willingly. As you approach the uh, the spire, um, you can hear um, the sound of a gurgling, of scraping coming from the sea. And as you turn, 
emerging from the sea are five, six men um, from beneath the sea. They're, they're clad in rusted armour and tattered and rotting clothing and the bodies are sodden and swollen and um, have a bluish tinge. Uh, the weapons are dented and they've got white eyes staring blindly from their faces that are peeling and you can see that there are eels coiled around their, uh, their stomachs and they seem to be eating um, bits of their flesh and the blue lips seem to part and you can see teeth visible where their cheeks used to be what is that what what do you think can we can we take them or sh- shall we make our way to the spire i stay low i'm filled with a sense of dread they come from the sea but these cannot be minions of king strasher they look like those who should have fallen beneath the waves and serve there now why are they here i think to myself have they noticed us? Do we do we see that, or uh... they seem to be uh, emerging from the sea and shuffling towards you? And right. they, they seem to be, even though their movements are awkward, uh, they seem to be almost greeting you to the island, sensing that they've noticed us, and that perhaps there's no point at this stage in trying to run away. At least not yet. I will instead stand firmly, even though I am afraid, and remark loudly. Hail, why do those who should dwell beneath the sea come back to talk to those who dwell above? They give uh, a gurgling. And if you give me a memorised role, um, uh, Darak, let's see if you find these people familiar. It should be under your knowledge skill. I do not have a high skill in memory, but let us see. 73. They, there's something about them, something about them that is familiar, but you can't quite place. It seems that what they're wearing does come from Vaughnskald, your home um, village, but from some time ago. But you can't, you, you're not quite familiar where from. They seem to be gesturing and guiding you towards the, the tower beckoning you so they do not seem hostile they are not reaching for do they even have weapons uh, yeah they've got uh, various uh, chipped weapons in a state of disrepair uh, they look like they've been uh, you know they, they look like the survivors of a wreckage I look to Malak I know not what the dead want with us but they do not go for their weapons perhaps we should Simply let them be and continue. They want us to go to the Fang after all, it seems. It does indeed. It does indeed seem that way. And then perhaps... Perhaps we can avenge them. Perhaps they have fallen to whoever is is there. Perhaps they are dead because of them. I nod and remark, If you are not our foes, we shall go to the tower. It is... Our goal, our fate. If you do not try to stop us, we shall leave you be. The leader seems to open his mouth and uh, a mutated sardine falls from his lips. 
and he seems to be leading you down a um, into into an alcove, a crevice within the uh, within the fang. Then uh, shall follow. They know this place. We do not, and yes, they do not seem hostile. And we can certainly use all the allies that we can get on this godforgotten island. Yes, I shall follow my new friend. Always casting a weary glance at these dead men. Perhaps they do seem familiar. Are they fellow seamen? Maybe, maybe. So there's a doorway outlined in the rock, and when they touch it, it comes open, and they they open it towards them, and they uh, this leader bows and uh, bids you to enter. I look at Derek with a little bit of hesitation at first, but then I just go, well, they are from the sea, perhaps Strasha has sent them as well, or helps guide them. I shall trust them, and let us see where they are taking us, and I move into this opening. I shall, before following, offer these men a parting bow myself, at a gesture of goodwill to fellow sailors. Okay. So you enter, and it's um, it, it smells in this uh, darkness, and uh, you can see that the splintered slithers of bone and water-worn scraps of flesh in this place, and the door closes behind you, and you can hear tumblers of um, locks closing. It appears there will be no turning back this way, my friend. I believe you are right. Perhaps that is for the best. Now we have but one choice, and that is to finish what we started. No escape. Um, I look around. Is there any any way forward? Any any way further into where we have come? So it lead it it leads round, and it seems to be a dead end. Um, it's covered in moss. There is no way out of this place. I, I it starts to dawn upon me. What? I desperately start looking around. There must be something. It, it, we cannot be trapped here. You can see above that there is a steady trickle of water coming through some of the crevices. Can I perhaps climb up then? Is there any way to to scale these these rock walls? Yeah, they're very they're very slimy and slippy. But uh, I'll say that you've got a chance. But it's. Uh, Unless you can, um, unless you can give me, you know, some some method that you're using, it is going to be at minus twenty. Well, I do look myself and take heed of some of the rope that I w- would have brought with me, just in case, and I will try and see if I can use the rope in any way. If I can see anything, I could tie it onto, maybe throw it up. Could be safer, friend, to at least use the rope to climb than simply scale the slimy wall with our bare hands. Is there any way to uh, create some kind of a grappling hook, perhaps? I have a javelin. Uh, perhaps we could tie the rope to that if there would be anything to to hit it against, but I do not see anything like that, do I? It's, it's, it's very dark up there. Let's, um, let's see if we can do a, 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 a C. All right. I look up above to see if there's anything I could possibly get this rope fastened to. I roll a 68 on 55. 
yeah it's it's very dark and it's uh, uh, obscured you, ca you can't see and you, you start to notice that the um, trickle of water is starting to flow more and it's up to your ankles Hmm. I get a 26 on my C. Okay, so what I'm going to say is, uh, let's see how lucky you are, uh, uh, because power in uh, in Stormbringer is uh, whether the gods favour you. So let's do a, a power times five, and if, you, if you're lucky, there's actually um, something that you can grapple onto above your head. Unfortunately, oh wait, no, no. I roll 46. So, as you, as you look up, you can see that there is... It, there seems to be a way out of this uh, this place above, and you can see that if you could get a grapple over the top, it's almost like uh, this is uh, some kind of tank, and there's an edge above you, like a, a walled edge, um, and with a, with a good um, throw, you could probably get it over there. I notice this and point it out and go, Look, friend, if you could throw, let me tie my rope to your javelin. I think perhaps you should do this throw. You are a bowman after all. I think your throw might be better than mine. I shall do my best, I say, and, and um, I ensure that the, the rope is tied to the javelin then, and uh, and I will attempt to throw. The, uh, the fetid water is uh, up to your knees now so let's uh, do a tie knot on the uh, on the rope to see how effective it is i will start fastening the rope to his javelin 92 <laughs> so it's uh, as Derek tries to fasten this uh, to his it, 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 it's fumbling and his uh, fingers are, are wet and slimy from uh, from this place and uh, you're alarmed as the uh, water is now at your waist I, I put my hand on his shoulder Derek, calm down, calm down let me try, I say and I, I attempt to tie the knot and I roll 89 <laughs> you, you cannot get uh, you cannot get this uh, rope fastened to the uh, javelin it keeps slipping from it perhaps it's because it's silk perhaps because it's got damp but um, you can't get an effective knot on this javelin Ugh. Just try throwing it as it is. Tie a knot at the front, and we'll have to, have to hook onto something. We have little time. I look as I imagine now the water maybe is even waist level. Yes, it is at waist level. Uh, I shall just attempt to throw the rope then. Perhaps that will go better. In the absence of a throw skill, I'm going to say it's a dexterity times five. And I roll an 88. <laughs> so <laughs> Malak throws the rope uh, above his head. And it lands in the water, which is now at chest height. Ah, uh, I'm afraid, friend, we're going to have to deal with this another way. And I begin trying to not scale upwards, but just keep myself level with the water that I imagine soon is going to fill this place. Maybe we can float upwards. Keep close to the side. Make sure you don't get washed away by the current, if there is any. Uh, yes, I... I... I, I hear what you're saying, friend, and I, I will attempt one last time to throw this, this, uh, this damn rope. And I roll a ninety-six. <laughs> <laughs> so again, it, it it's just not working. Um, 
Melek throws it, throws it, and he just it's it's because of the darkness, because of the, the the wetness, he's just not being able to to get get it. And now it, you're lifted off your feet with this uh, water. Hmm. I do my best to try and keep steady. I know that with the equipment we have on us, we will not truly float, but we must try and keep above the water. Maybe it can carry us. Come, friend. Use your best swimming legs. I, I try to do just that then, but it, it, it must be quite heavy with the equipment that we have and the armour. With uh, Derek, you're wearing uh, barbarian armour, which is um, heavily lacquered uh, wooden armour, so it's perfect for uh, for sailors. And um, uh, you're wearing uh, leather melak, so you're, you're able to uh, you're able to uh, swim quite effectively. <sighs> I, I feel a, a little bit reassured, but I, I curse my own ineptitude at, at at getting out of this situation. But I, I hope that the waters will will bring us to where we need to go then. As it raises and raises, you get to the, the wall that you're trying to reach, and you can see that there's actually a panel of thick glass at the top. So this is some kind of tank that you that you're in, and it's sealed. So as the water um, water rises, you've got about another two rounds before you're trapped under under the water. I am greatly confused. I have never seen such a construction, have I? A a tank of glass for water? Why would this be here? I look to my friend in panic. We must... we must break this glass. Uh, I... I I start panicking. I... but I... perhaps the the elemental, perhaps... perhaps he can still help us. Uh, And I I attempt to blow the horn. There is water here, perhaps... Perhaps he can help us break this glass. I, I, I doubt that our our weapons would be able to do it. Or, well, I know not. I I try. I, I attempt to blow the horn, the the conch. Blow the conch. Okay. Let's see if uh, you're able to uh, summon him. It's another roll, and it will be forty-four. And this is diminishing as uh, the more you use it, it'll diminish by ten each time. So, all right. I roll thirty-seven. Ah, <laughs> finally, ah, great. So, from beneath you, you feel again a vortex of water. You feel a presence within the tank as it's filling up with this fetid water, and as the two of you are there, uh, bobbing on the surface, looking out into this room through this glass, you can see another head-like shape uh, appear next to you. It's the elemental awaiting your bidding. Ah, yes, of course. And I point to the glass uh, above. We must break this. We must get out of here. Help us out of here. Okay, again, compel it through your oration. Ah, I shall do that then. Seven on forty. Oh, brilliant. So, um... Uh, water within this uh, this tank seems to swell upwards and push forward and you can hear the brittle crack of the glass as it apply- the elemental applies pressure and floods into the room and you can feel um, the, the, the musty air fill your lungs as uh, as the water spills out into into this room, 
and the elemental disperses. And I take a moment to catch my breath, get up, and simply remark, what fell fate was that? Did they mean for us to drown in there? They must have. They were trying to kill us all along. How could we, how could we be so naive? Ah, oh, I, I curse my, my own lack of, of intellect in this matter, and I just, ah. Oh, but, but we are where we need to be now. We are, we are within this structure, I suppose. Let us find who, who it was that was trying to kill us, and, and give them right back. So you're in, um, uh, you find yourself in a circular room. There are um, tallowed candles burning um, around uh, the edges of the of the room, and to your alarm, it is filled with tanks and cages, filled with foul abominations, emunculi, um, two-headed monkeys, seemingly mixing with each other, and they 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 see you and they they shriek in their cages at you. There's also uh, another tank facing you, a, a wide a wide tank, and there seems to be something moving within the tank. I try to make out what is in the tank, if it is some kind of some kind of beast, or is it someone like us that has been trapped in here? It looks like a coiled silvery eel uh, that's coiled round or something, but they, the, the, the water is green and stagnant. And so it's difficult to make out the shape, but pressed against the edges, its body, its silvery body. Does it look mutated like the the other animals here? Do you want to uh, to get closer? <laughs> yes, I want to get closer. I want to see what this is. Okay, as you get nearer to it, you can see that there is a small boy's face pressed against the glass. Boy, in this water? Uh, I take a step back. No, 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 no. That's not possible. It cannot be. It must be some form of illusion. I, I, I take a step back away from it. I, however, notice you approach and come to your side, and I see this fell creature with a boy's face. You, you recognize the face of Odd, your eldest son, attached to the body of this eel, looking plaintively out of the glass. I stare in abject horror, and let out a low growl of anguish. I move closer to the, the cage. My boy, my boy, are you... what foul... Sorcery has been done to you. It, it, his face seems to have a semblance of recognition, but it lets out a black tongue, a forked black tongue. He seems to be trying to speak, but his uh, black orbs for his eyes uh, just stare out to you as it starts to thrash within the tank. I can't stop a tear falling down my cheek. I am filled with misery and woe. I knew my son was gone, but that at least was a clean death. This, this, and you can see that I am greatly distraught by this, my friend. 
and I put my hand on your shoulder. Come, we must, we must take vengeance. We must destroy the, the being that is responsible for this. We cannot, we cannot help this, this, this poor child. Let us... This poor child, he is my son, Malak. My oldest, my only, taken from me. What have they done to him? What have they done to my boy? There will be time to cry later, Derek. Now is the time of vengeance. Now is the time of war. Come, let us let us find whoever is responsible for this. Let us get out of this this horrible place. I nod, but I look back to the cage. It's just a cage, isn't it? Do I feel he's going to thrash out of it, or is there any way to access this? It's like a tank, and it's um, it, it it's raised. It looks like there's like a, a lid on it, um, like a, a sealed um, uh, copper lid on the top of it. You could you could probably release it. I grip, then my two-handed sea axe, and I let out a low growl. I don't. I cannot leave him like this. I cannot. Then, then don't. What do you wish to do? Do you wish to put him to rest? I go towards the tank very carefully. Does he become more agitated, this creature, as I approach? It it, it, it does. Um, it, it has got this uh, recognition. And um, from the... Uh, it, 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 you can see the pale hands up against his face. It seems to be calling you. But it's got this coiled, uh, forked black tongue... Uh, whipping in and out uh, through, the, uh, you can see, you can see his face through the glass. Does he look quite fearsome? Would I say, or is he more just like a boy, the boy I remember, or is he now with the abomination, quite large, quite dangerous looking? What do I think? It's quite a horrific um, uh, creature. It looks, it, it looks, uh, it looks potentially dangerous because the eel body is uh, large. And uh, you're not quite sure what foul magic is at play here. I step back from the tank and shake my head. Maybe there is... Maybe there is still hope. No. Let us continue. Let us continue for now and save our strength for what might lie ahead. I, I say this seeming very, very torn. There is always hope. Perhaps we can... Perhaps we can convince whoever's responsible for this to reverse what has been done. Well, they are obviously skilled at, at some form of foul magic. Perhaps there is a way to reverse it. We, we, can only, we can only try, because what else is there to do? I nod. Remark to the creature aloud. I will do my best for you, boy. I swear it by King Strasher himself. Come. Let us move forwards. So the way out of uh, this place is um, there's a, a a stairwell, circular stairs going upwards, uh, higher into the tower and uh, downwards. And you, when you look up, it's um, to a doorway that's apparently locked. Uh, you go down, um, you can see that it's uh, it's into an open space, though you can't see the the detail. Going up would be preferable, yes, if we can somehow find a way to open this lock 
Do you have uh, any tools that we could use? Or do I? I am skilled at picking locks. Somewhat, at least. Yeah, you will. You have um, some tools, some uh, you know, various little uh, tweezers and uh, uh, little uh, bits of iron and pins that you could use. Hmm. What do you think, um, Derek? Shall we try to open this door and go up? I simply nod. Yes, I realise that my, my friend is not in a very good emotional state right now, so I just proceed with my plan and I begin trying to pick the lock. I roll 85 on 50. And the lock is intransient. It, it just doesn't seem to move. Um, it seems of uh, a design that you're unable to crack. I frown at his obvious failure and in frustration bellow, Out of our way, door! And try and use my sea act to sort of attack this door. I'm full of rage and anger. Well, just roll the uh, damage um, of the sea, for the sea, sea axe, which I think is 2d6 plus 2, isn't it? Yes. 10. Okay, so with um, a blow... Um, one of the uh, part of the door splinters on impact, and when when it hits, you can hear a, a rousing sound from below. Because below seems to be uh, a basement area, so beneath the tower, and uh, when you when you make this noise and uh, this exclamation, it seems to be rousing below. Reading my bow, I, I look behind us. Oh. We might have woken something. Quickly, break down the door. I nod, and we'll take another swing. Five. So, with that blow, you do enough uh, damage to uh, uh, cut a hole into a door, enough to get your arm in to open it from the other side uh, and, and release the uh, lock. Um, so, as you do that, you, you get the door open. And I fling it open, what do we see on the other side. On the other side, you can see um, what looks like a, a library area filled with various tomes uh, that have been collected and a bedchamber. You can see that on the spines of these books are the uh, hieroglyphs of High Mondebornier writing and uh, in in uh, in gold leaf on the sides of these uh, on the sides of these books. I take a step in and look around. Do I even know how to read? Uh, probably not. Certainly not this level of uh, of writing. It's, it's very advanced and uh, esoteric. Hmm. Quick, come in here. And I move uh, quickly after Derek, um, trying to keep an ear out to hear if there's further movement, if something is trying to make its way up to us. You can see um, below that there seems to be... Uh, Almost red eyes glinting in the darkness below. Two red eyes staring up. You can hear the muttering, almost like a, a steady incantation. And the steady harp music seems to intensify. And the harp music, is it coming from, from up above or is it coming from... Yeah, high above. High above. But this... Right. this, um, this, this Whoever's below you seems to be making some kind of incantation. 
that is not good. I I, I move uh, quickly towards it, uh, hoping to put an arrow into it. it. If it's some form of sorcery, I must finish it before before it's able to, to cast the spell. I, I, would I be aware of such things? Is, is magic something that I would have come across? Would I've Almost certainly, yes. So you're going to try and get a, a shot on uh, on whatever's making the, the noise? Yes. So I knock an arrow and I... I fire at these this, these red eyes and this you know, this uh, being that's doing this incantation, and I roll eighty six. I have attack seventy five. That is no good. It seems to uh, interrupt the flow of uh, this steady incantation. And uh, I just continue trying to to get another arrow ready, whatever this is. It's clearly out to hurt us, and it's clearly hostile. Meanwhile, noticing the incoming danger, I look around frantically. Other than books and a bed, what is in here? Is there anything we could use? Anything of any use, like a weapon or something? Actually, seeing the, um, uh, a, a black falchion sword um, with... Um, strange designs on it, um, almost like taloned hands clutching at a amber crystal at the hilt. What a strange blade. I approach it quickly. I think about taking it, but do I feel anything ominous from this weapon? Do I feel perhaps it is not something I should be picking up it looks like it's uh, it's twitching and it has some level of sentience it seems to be aware of you and slides away as i notice it slide away i attempt to grab it saying i know not what you are but if you can aid me now i would greatly appreciate it okay it seems to clatter to the floor meanwhile you can see below you uh, Malak, you can see uh, the face of uh, a man, a gaunt uh, man with black hair, um, shot through with silks of silver, with a long uh, plaited beard, and it's shaved back at the temples, and you can see that there's an octopus design tattooed into his scalp on each side of his head, and you can see eyes of dark blue turning red turning purple looking past a hook nose from under bushy black eyebrows would this man look pantangian or malnabonian pantangian pantangian i would pantangian you would say Uh, they are known for their sorcery and i um i simply release my my bow if i if i can if i have an arrow ready yeah and i get 54 on 75 Okay, so uh, roll damage. Twelve. Okay, so um, you, your black arrow um, hits him in the shoulder and he has um, a scaled armour and it seems to consume the arrow. And he gives a low... <laughs> I panic and I... I almost drop my bow and I start moving back into this room clearly my my weapon is having no effect Um, I must I must rejoin Derek if we're gonna do anything to this this man we have to do it together meanwhile 
my attention has drifted slightly from the peril we are in to focus on this weapon. It has come closer. I reach out to try and grasp the falchion. You're going to grab the falchion. Okay, so when you when you when you touch it, it you can feel um, strength surge through you, and um, you seem to see the face of your son leering at you again in your mind's eye, and you feel an overwhelming, consuming. Uh, power. And I take in a deep breath and I embrace this power. I understand not where it comes from, but perhaps I care not, for as I see the face of my son, I am filled with anger and rage. I turn to Malak, I turn to the door, and I bellow out Sorcerer, you will pay for what you have done. My son and our people. Ah! And I will charge past Malik down the stairs. Okay. So, what? Um, it, your, what's your power? Your power is uh, eleven. Uh, sorry. Yes. Yeah. Yes, eleven. Okay. So, um, you need to roll under thirty-five to resist um, the demon taking control of you. Forty-three. Okay, so you can feel the surge of power, and you do have some control over it. So you, you go towards this uh, this sorcerer with the uh, and uh, and begin to attack. Okay, as you approach him, you notice that he has um, a trident that seems to have uh, seems made of muscle, and on each of the heads of the uh, trident there are small faces with uh, teeth, like piranha-like teeth. Um, so that's that's his weapon. So um, as you come forward, he's going to try and attack you with his demon trident. But he misses, so you get to attack him. Uh, and we'll say it's the same as your uh, uh, same as your sea uh, axe. So you've got seventy five percent chance. Right. Oh, eighty nine. I swing and miss. So he starts to retreat down into the basement of, uh, of, of the spire. Seeing what's going on, I, I grab the conch again. I, I'm not sure if our elemental friend can, can help us anymore, but surely now is the time to use it. I attempt to blow it again. So you've got 44% chance of uh, him being summoned this time. And this time I roll a 64. It seems... Uh, absent to your command so it's going to be um, 39 next time um, you can keep a trying but each time it'll diminish by uh, 5% so uh, Darak uh, you're in the uh, room with uh, your son staring out at you from this uh, tank you've got this uh, demon sword in your hand you're only partially in control of your your, your, your own actions what are you going to do the sorcerer has gone down into the cellar I barrel after him. I refuse to let him go, yelling, You have taken too much from me. You will pay back. You will pay back in blood or service. Okay, so uh, strike him with the, your sword, and I'll give you plus uh, 20 because he's, uh, he's turned round on you. 
43. Okay, so that's a hit. And uh, this uh, this sword will do um, a ridiculous damage. It does 1d6 plus 1 uh, plus 3d3. Why, why, don't, why don't we make it just 2d6? <laughs> so let's make it 3d6 plus 1. Yes, I'll do that. So 2d6 plus 1. So 7 damage. 7 damage. Again, as it hits this uh, armour, it seems to almost consume um, the pain. It gives a little scream uh, as, uh, as, as the armour's hit. But he's unflinched the uh, sorcerer as he continues his descent into the basement. Back to you, Malak. And uh, I see no other choice here. I again blow the conch and... And this will be the last time I attempt this, and then I need to try something else. And I roll an 87. It is no use. <laughs> Strasher is not listening to you yet, but it's still you still got a chance, uh, 34%, um, of calling upon it, if you, if you really need to. Okay. Darak is now... Uh, uh, the, the, the sorcerer uh, character has gone into... Uh, the basement. So you're going to follow him down? I see no other option. I don't understand, though. If he has this protection, why does he run in the first place? Maybe I need to strike somewhere else. I will try and strike him in the head, and I will continue my assault. Okay. So uh, you walk into um, the basement, and... Uh, what you can see is, uh, again, a circular room. And in the middle of it, there is uh, an eldritch sign, uh, a three, uh, an eight-pointed um, star painted into the, uh, it, it, onto the ground. There are various implements and tools and canisters surrounding the outside of this place. And there is a sea pool uh, in the middle of the, uh, of the room. And uh, it seems to be uh, come from the outside. It seems to be a way out of the uh, out of the spire, a large sea pool. So as you you enter, you can see that there's the results of various experiments. Flensed skins are pinned against the benches, and there's a, a wretched smell. Make your attack. And just as I am about to make my attack, and I take this seed in. I simply remark, you, all the fell horrors, they come from you. Why? Why do you torment people so, fell sorcerer? I make my attack. I make your attack. 27. Oh, 27. Okay. Uh, he doesn't try and parry, so you do your uh, your damage. So it's 3d6 uh, plus 1, we said, didn't we? Eight. Okay, that's a good hit, but again, it doesn't seem to penetrate his armour. I think at this point my rage almost feels abated as I am striking and striking at this foe and nothing seems to work. I step back a little, letting that question I just asked linger in the air as I stare at this fell fiend. Uh, this is my experimental room. I welcome you. Uh, you will be my next piece of work. Oh, will I? 
I'm afraid that I would rather see both of us in the very hells before I ate you with anything, sorceress, bastard. And I start looking around. A room full of experimentation. I understand none of this, but is there anything I can... That symbol. What would happen if I struck at that symbol? You can try that. Um, see, see what happens. I do. Okay, so um, let's uh, do, do a, a, a power times uh, a times four roll. Let's see, see um, whether you get some assistance. Forty. I think that just does it. It does. It does. So as you, as uh, you, the sword that's uh, waving around in your hand that you sort of have control over, you clatter it into this um, symbol of chaos, and there seems to be an intensification of the harp noises above. And I look and say, "What? What is the infernal music you play here? What is its purpose?" This place belonged to the Melnibornians. They leave sweet music, but now it is my lair, my laboratories, and I welcome you. I can see in your face that you want to be joined by your son. It is your son, isn't it, that I have in my tank? I grunt in a sort of yes fashion. <laughs> oh, he, gives a, he gives a cackle. You'll not stop my experimentation. Okay, what uh, what are you doing, Malak? So I am in this uh, library, and um, I'm looking. Is there any other way, any way to get up to this harp music, or anything else I can see in here, or is it just the library and or, or the basement? Uh, no, you can. Uh, it, it it goes up. There's, so there's a spiral staircase um, going up to up to the next level. And then I shall try to make my way up towards this harp music. I. I feel there must be some kind of significance in that, and my weapon is useless. I am unable to call the elemental. This is the only thing I feel I can do. So uh, at the next level, you can see a room of um, copper pipes and various funnels that seem to capture the wind and create this music hitting various tense wires and uh, horns and it creates this seronious sound the low uh, harp-like music and from this place you can it's like a lookout tower you can see uh, give me give me a C roll as you as you're looking out I get a 37 on 55 you can see that the shield is approaching the tower Somehow this uh, music has summoned it and you see its arch back um, leap up and down below the, uh, uh, below the uh, fang, below the tower. Uh, there's pipes and tubes you said here that, that are picking up the, the wind. Perhaps if I were to blow the, the conch here, perhaps the sound that I make here could be amplified somehow, I think to myself, and and I will give it a last attempt. I, I like I like your description, so I'm gonna give you I'm gonna let you add your power um, to, to, to this role. Alright, my power is eight. 
correct, so you can add it to the 34. All right, that gives me uh, trouble under 42 then. And I roll an eight. Ah. Oh. Okay, so where is the elemental going to appear? Where do you want it to appear? Wait a minute, you said that the shield, it is headed towards towards here. It is headed towards the, the island. Yes. It, is it possible to get it to strike at this this pool to, to come at the, the sorcerer, perhaps to to get it to attack its master. That sounds good. So you're going to um, shout this through the uh, through the through the uh, pipes. Yes. I like the sound of that. So um, what, what I say to your orate skill, um, you can uh, add your power again. All right, that would give me 48. And I roll a 12. Okay. So back in the basement, um, Darak, you've hit this... Uh, this, this uh, strange uh, symbol and the um, sorcerer is going to attack you with its uh, demonic trident it's like a, a thing made of sinew and muscle and it's coming towards you so you can either dodge or parry this I will dodge okay so it uh, does and he hits, so you need to uh, roll your dodge. I roll my dodge, and it's 67, just making it. Okay, so this uh, screaming uh, trident comes towards you, and you manage to dodge out of the way. Um, you can see that the sea pool is bubbling up with a kind of power, an energy. Um, that you, you can't understand. There's like a great swell of waves and a plume of uh, water. The sorcerer seems perturbed by it. Okay, so what are you going to attack? Noticing that he seems bothered, I think, is this my friend above? Is he perhaps fulfilling his destiny? I know not, but maybe I need to get this fell being into the water. I am going to attack, but the goal is not to damage. The goal is to try and force him back into the pool itself, try and make him lose his balance and fall into the water. So, so a knockback. Okay, so your strength and size um, combined, um, an average of it would make it uh, 12. So you need to go against his, which is uh, 16. So you will need to... You need to, to do that. You need to roll under 30. 17. Oh, very good. So, as the sorcerer lunges towards you, you uh, push forward and this great uh, plume of uh, water rises. Uh, but it doesn't seem to be uh, attacking. Malak, are you doing anything from the top of the tower? I yell out to... through these horns to... Take your revenge! Attack him! I try to speak to the shield somehow. Okay, so you're, you're barking these orders out and it's bellowing through the horns uh, across the sea, um, aided by uh, Strasha and the uh, Elemental. Uh, the Elemental seems to have a presence in this uh, in this basement, but the uh, having, having fall, fallen backwards... Um, He's going to try and have a final attack with his uh, with his uh, trident. So this uh, purple um, trident comes towards you. And are you going to try and dodge again? Yes. Okay. And then he's going to fall backwards after this. Sadly, 
I get 98. 98. So that's a that's a fumble. Not only do you do you you actually slip. So he's going to do um, some uh, damage. But it's not too bad. It's uh, 14 damage. So roll on your uh, barbarian armor to see how much of that is absorbed. None, because I get one minus oh, one. Oh, so the trident seems to go underneath as you're pushing him backwards. Uh, it goes underneath uh, your armor and does uh, 12 points of damage. So you've got hit points of 14. So you roll on the major wounds table. Uh, for this, I'm afraid. 87. 87. Okay. It takes out your <laughs> right leg and uh, it, it, this, this thing um, shatters your femur as it, as it uh, bites into, it bites into uh, his leg. But he's falling backwards and just at that moment, the elemental propels the shield into the room, its great big gaping uh, jaws coming towards the uh, sorcerer. Um, so it's it's going to uh, uh, try and uh, attack the sorcerer. Uh, and oh, it not six, which makes that uh, just short of a critical. I'm afraid, but this is going to. Uh, uh, damage. If you want to roll the damage of the shield, uh, shield's bite, it does. Um, four, sorry, four d eight plus four. That is thirty damage. Thirty damage. Okay. So the um, the sorcerer is um, gripped in the jaws of the of the shield, and uh, it, it it's uh, the shield's uh, triangular teeth uh, crunching down onto his armor. Uh, so he's going to try and uh, try and attack uh, the the shield. Okay, and he misses. So uh, what are you doing, uh, Darak? So the the room is filled now with this shield that's come out of the water. It's got the uh, saucer in its uh, jaws. Uh, well, I kind of collapsed to the floor, losing a great deal of blood from my missing leg a kind of roar in pain and feel my vision blurring a little and yet I suppose somehow I'm still alive I simply bellow in frustration <laughs> I kind of let the, the sword drop and kind of reach for my sling I can't stand but maybe I could just sort of feebly try and load one rock and aim it at this fell sorcerer. Maybe I can distract him enough for him to meet an end. As I do this, I yell, I care not if I die, King Strasher, but aid me. Aid me in felling this foe. You can see, um, you can see as you call to Strasher that the canisters uh, around the sea pool seem to contain constrained elementals. They seem to have, they, they, they're filled with water, but they seem to have pained expression. Uh, the water forming into um, screams and wails like monks uh, scream. And so they seem trapped within these canisters. 
And as I notice this, even though I'm starting to lose my mind a little to the pain, perhaps this is all just a dream, I think no. I will not aim at the sorcerer. I will aim at one of these jars, calling, If these are your minions, King Strasha, I free them for you! And I try and fire my sling at one of these jars. 45. Okay, so these things are uh, a glass, so uh, one shatters, and it seems to send uh, a domino effect of uh, these things being released. And before you know it, there is uh, uh, the chamber is filled up with water that forms into small uh, beings, or human forms, uh, around the place, and uh, they're wailing and shouting as this uh, as this uh, shield is. Uh, biting onto uh, onto the sorcerer. Malak? Um, I'm standing up there uh, where the horns are and I, I feel like I, I must I must go find my, my friend. I must go and, and, and try and do something directly. I, I don't think there's anything more I can do here. So I start making my way towards the basement. Yeah, descent, descent down there. And we'll say you get there quite quickly so you can see um, below, you can see the sorcerer in the grip of the, the shield. You can see that the um, bottom of the of the basement is filled with water and these uh, shapes uh, forming into writhing bodies and you can see in the middle of it uh, your friend with a uh, leg bleeding profusely I must uh, take this sorcerer down I shall put an arrow on and I will will fire on him perhaps I can I can distract him so that the shield can do its work. Okay, I'll give you a plus uh, a 20. Uh, it's, this, this counts as uh, an ambush uh, because he's not uh, aware of you. Um, so you get some advantages on that. So um, let me see if I can uh, get that. So if you if you want to roll to do that. All right. Um, well, uh, with uh, the pluses, that is no problem. I roll an 85. I have 75 normally. But it's plus 20, so I hit. And uh, if you want to uh, roll your damage... I get 8 damage. 8 damage. And I'll let you roll damage again and add it. And this time it is 12, so a total of 20 damage. So the uh, a, a, an arrow um, hits the hits the sorcerer. Uh, and again, it seems to, it, it seems to get consumed um, by this uh, armour that he's wearing. But the, the shield seems to be... Uh, a, 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 it biting, it biting into him, um, but he's he's starting, uh, starting to try and uh, chant. Um, he's becoming very concerned that the uh, water that's in the sea pool seems to be building up, and and you notice, uh, uh, Malek, that the water is no longer salt water. It seems to be a natural spring water, and it's filling the place. This seems to be an intervention from Strasser himself. Thanks, Strasha. And um, these uh, these water elementals, these trapped ones, are, am I able to, to free more of them or uh, are yeah, they already you can, you, can, you can release more, yeah. Then I shall do that. I shall run uh, towards these these uh, containers and I shall try to free as many of them as possible. Hopefully they can aid us. Darak, you're, you're now um, rising from the ground because uh, uh, the water is filling up uh, the chamber. Yes, I start to rise up a little, ironically giving me a bit more movement. 
I try my best to just get away from the action now. After all, I'm not much use in this injured state. But I will just call out meekly. Minions of Strasha, aid us. This sorcerer is the one who pollutes your waters, the one who corrupts your creatures. Drag him below the depths. Perhaps his armor renders him invincible, but can he breathe deep underwater? Let us find out. It's um, it, what, what you what you what you're seeing is um, as the water, this uh, magical water, this this fresh water, is reaching contact with the sorcerer. He is losing his power. The uh, armor that he's wearing seems to disintegrate almost. It it becomes like ash as it touches, and the sword that you have in your hand. Uh, becomes like a, a rusty pool and dissolves. Hmm. Well, I'd let go of it, but seeing it where it was start to dissolve and fade away, I can't say I am totally distraught. <laughs> Still, this is good. I will try and, floating as I am, grab hold of something like a table to steady myself and seeing this armor fade away, Try once more with my sling, just to fling a rock at his head. Yeah, okay, do that. 71, however, as it misses for, I simply get bobbed by the water. And... Okay, and uh, Melak, now you can see that um, his arm has disintegrated. This is the chance. This is the time. Finally, one of my arrows will bite into his flesh and I, I fire one uh, straight at him. So the highly tense bow uh, pulls back, and the arrow... And I roll a 44, meaning that I hit. Uh, Roll the damage. And the damage is 10. 10. Okay, and uh, it penetrates. So do a major wound uh, table, because he's no longer defended by his armour. That would be a 25. Okay, so um, it... Barry's uh, deep into his uh, shoulder and you can see that uh, there's blood pumping out in a in in in, a, in an arc from his uh, from his shoulders this uh, this thing and the and the shield is uh, biting down on on him this is looking very impressive okay so up to you uh, Darak you're now uh, floating uh, sling in hand and you can see that um, Malak has just uh, released this arrow from the from the stairwell. And I will once again try and... I try swimming a little in his direction to the stairway and, and again just sort of try and throw a sling at this creature. 48, which is a hit. It is a hit. It roll the damage. Two damage. Two damage. And is that for the shield or for the, for the sorcerer? For the sorcerer. Sorcerer. Okay, the uh, the sling shatters his skull as he uh, lets out a final wail. His power dissolving with the uh, contribution of Strasser and uh, your attacks. The uh, sorcerer is no more, and he's swallowed whole by the shield. <sighs> I see this, and and I I feel elated. I feel I feel joy, but then I feel fear. What's going to happen now? The basement is rapidly filling with water now. 
so you need to get get out of here. It seems to be consuming the entire place. And then try to get up and and, and try to get out. But but how? Was there any kind of windows or anything in the the library area? Uh, yes. Yeah, well, at, at, at the ground level, you can see that there is there is a door uh, that will take you out into the uh, into the onto the island. Then that's where we go. Well, you go. I would be struggling up the stairs at this point, trying to pull myself up, looking woozy. I notice this, and I and I, I run up to my friend without whom I would have had no chance at this. Come, we we must get out of here. I try to pull him up and try to pull him with me and. We, Try to take him outside of the tower. So you start, you grab hold of him. He's having difficulty uh, uh, walking himself, and the the water is now uh, rising, rising. So you've got um, uh, two rolls to uh, drag him out of there. So it's his uh, it, it, using you all your strength. So give me two strength rolls in uh, strength times five. So I think it's fifty percent. The first roll is forty-eight. So you barely drag him out of the stairwell and and to start dragging him towards the door. Can you get him out to safety? Thirty-nine. Thirty-nine. So he's he's out outside, uh, and uh, you gasp, uh, and you can see that the water is now uh, flowing out of the uh, doorway and uh, starting to consume the place. Uh, up ahead, you can see that Mac has done some repairs onto the uh, catamaran, and he's uh, beckoning you because he can see that the uh, there are cracks forming in the uh, in the fang, and it, the the uh, structure seems to be splitting. I look up in confusion, delirium from my wound. I start to laugh. We have toppled the Fang Tower. The sorcerer is slain. Yes. Perhaps my son is avenged. Perhaps now I die. Uh, you will live. You will live for him. You, you will live in his stead. You will go back home, I say, and as I, as I pull him towards the, uh, towards the catamaran. We will leave this place alive. Okay, so now you've get, you, are you going to get back onto the uh, catamaran? You, you need to jump across or uh, somehow get across to the uh, catamaran. Meanwhile, there are rocks falling from the fang as it starts to uh, tumble. So um, you're going to need to give me a dexterity times five roll to avoid being hit by debris uh, as you're doing this. I get 42 on 80. I get free. Oh. Somehow. (laughs) Somehow you manage to (laughs) avoid these... uh, falling shards of, uh, of rock around you so uh, how are you going to get across to the catamaran I kind of try and push myself into the water but I will have to try and swim for it yeah. I can't jump okay swim and uh, I'm going to say it's minus 20 because of uh, your leg injury 78 Malak you can see uh, Derek as head fall beneath the water I have to save him I, I go after him trying to um, to, to, to swim after, try to to, to save his life. <laughs> okay, so you you jump in. Uh, okay, give me a swim roll. You've got sixty percent, haven't you? I get a twenty-eight. Okay, so you manage to recover him. Do give me um, a, a strength versus size. So you had strength versus size. So you've got forty-five percent chance of pulling him out, out to the surface of the water. I roll a six. Oh, that's brilliant! So you <laughs> grab him 
and uh, his head's above water and uh, he starts swimming backwards towards the catamaran and uh, Mac hauls you uh, on board and starts to uh, release the sails to get you away as you hear the split and splintering of the fang as it collapses behind you uh, and falls into the sea and as you look round uh, after the chaos and the uh, eruptions of water it seems steady again the the fang is no more and all that remains are the mutated seagulls ahead I look to the seagulls above I look to my brother I can just see the tower the tower of the fang falling into the abyss where it belongs and I just look to Malak as my wound probably still bleeding out a little friend I know not if I will survive the journey back <laughs> perhaps your efforts will have been in vain but if I do live I owe you a life boon I owe you everything my my dearest friend you have avenged your son Derek and and your life is not over no you have much left and you have your brother you still have your family and you have your community and I have seen the end of my visions I have seen where they led me and we have done good here today we have done good Strashas smiled upon us and the seas will be calm I say as I, I look towards the fang one last time and you can you can see that um, where the fang was, the uh, rock seems to rise out of the water, and a plume of fresh water rises up, a spring that would become a permanent geyser of fresh drinking water, and Strasser's fountain becomes a regular point for ships to replenish their water supplies, and the fang slips into obscurity. This is the place of Strasser. You have listened to an episode of Red Moon Roleplaying, where we played the scenario The Fang and the Fountain for Stormbringer. Our GM was Dirk the Dice from the Grognard Files podcast. You can find his show at thegrognardfiles.com and wherever podcasts are found. Stormbringer is based on the world of the Young Kingdoms and the saga of Elric of Melnibone that was created by Michael Moorcock. The Stormbringer RPG was published by Chaosium in 1981. The music was made by Eger Sonus and was used with permission from their label, Cryochamber. You can find more delicious dark ambient at cryochamber.bandcamp.com or their YouTube channel. If you want to support Red Moon Roleplaying, do check out our Patreon. The show would not be possible without all the generous support we are getting there. You give us so much energy, help us cover our costs, and open up time to record and edit. From the bottom of our hearts, thank you. See you again soon.